Yo, what's good? Uh, welcome to another episode of Invite the Neighbors with Brian and Benny. Um, it's another Discord episode from back in July. Um, actually, you know what? It's July right now. What I meant to say was May, I think. I don't remember when we recorded it, to be honest. Um, yeah, so this was with the host of new, newer podcast, and you must called The Never Ending Home. Um, they go by Bree, I'm pretty sure, on Twitter. Yeah, apologies if I got your name wrong, because I'm literally like trying to go through your Twitter right now and figure out what your name is. Because it's like DKO Williams, <laughs> which is funny. If that's your real name, I'm not laughing. It's just funny. I don't know. DKO Williams, somehow that made me laugh. But uh, Sad Colibri and the Hummingbirds is their band. Um, and it says Tweet by Bree. So that's where I got Bree from. Um, anyways, all this rambling I'm doing right now, I'm just setting you up for what is one of the most fast-paced, um, focused, rambly episodes there are. When I say focused, rambly, I mean, like, they fire off on all cylinders, but there's a point to all of it. So I don't even know if that qualifies as rambling, but um, it's good. I mean, it's like a lot of... It was an easy episode for Benny and I because we didn't have to talk very much, which is like, sometimes those are my favorite episodes, because to be honest, like... When I remember when I recorded this, like I just like was kind of out of it, and so I didn't really have to say a whole lot, and we still got a lot of content and a lot of good information about what their um, what the guest is up to, so that was awesome for both of us, um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, I know they have a lot of cool guests coming up on their podcast, Never Ending Home, so just you know look for that on Twitter, um, and you know whatever streaming platforms i'm not sure where it's streaming but i'm assuming it's on spotify or but if i could be wrong so just go look up the never ending hum and then um sad calibri and the hummingbirds and you'll be bound to find information about where you can find these things but you know they had some pretty solid guests i'm not going to reveal any of it because they talk about it in the podcast um and i don't know if what's dropped and what hasn't so i don't want to talk out of place but um you know it's as I go to release this right now, it is a, it's going to be, what fucking day is it? It's July 19th, 2020. So we're still smack dab in the middle of this quarantine. Um, I keep calling it a quarantine, but not everyone's really in quarantine. You know what I mean? The coronavirus. Um, I've just been chilling. I've been playing a lot of Skyrim. Uh, I know it's 2020, not fucking 2011, but I've been playing a lot of Skyrim. Um, and you know, been having a lot of fun benny and i have a lot of fucking dope plans for the future Uh, i'm gonna just keep those quiet for now um on both the music front and the podcast front so a little teaser there um my band i've been busy i'm almost done in recording my first record for my band in a daydream and it sounded fucking awesome um little self-plug there just follow that at um in a daydream mi on twitter and instagram um i'm so excited for you guys to hear this stuff and i should hopefully have a single out i'm hoping by the end of the summer or early fall it should be done i mean it's done tracking it's just a matter of how quickly can we get it mixed because it's not going to sound diy I will tell you that. So I'm leaving, you know, I'm going all in on this shit. Um, I want it to sound polished and all that. It's not the type of music that sounds good um, DIY. (laughs) I'll tell you that. It has to be kind of polished and extra. Anyways, that's about all I'm going to do in terms of just like 
non-episode rambling. Um, thank you for listening. Again, uh, we have a lot of cool plans coming up. This would be a great time to start listening to the podcast because we have some really cool shit coming out as far as we're going to get the Patreon going a little bit more. We're talking about bonus content on a weekly basis. Um, once we can get all these backlog episodes done and start doing episodes in person again, that's when things are really going to start picking up. So probably the next couple months, two, three months from now, the podcast is really going to start firing on all cylinders. But that doesn't mean that the episodes that we have coming out aren't going to be awesome either from the quarantine. So we have a lot of backlogged episodes that are really awesome, um, including this one. So thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at ITN Pod on Instagram at Invite the Neighbors. Um, and then if you want to join the Patreon at any level is fine. We don't really have them at different pay levels. You can just pay whatever you want. And we will have bonus content coming in the next two, three months. Um, so, or if you just want to support the podcast, you know, pay whatever because, you know, it costs money to host it online. So we're appreciative of anything that we can get. Um, so patreon.com slash invite the neighbors. Anyways, thank you and enjoy the episode. Oh, so you're familiar with Craig? Uh yeah. Uh, so I I know Craig very well. I host my own podcast as well as being a part of my band, um, uh, Colibri and the Hummingbird. Uh, I wrote my own podcast, The Never Ending Hum, which Benny's episode with me will be dropping this Friday. So hell yeah. So it's oh sweet. So I'm very familiar with Craig. Dope. That's a I like that name, The Never Ending Hum. It's I I think it's a pretty good name. I think it's a pretty good name. So we have plenty to talk about then. You got a podcast and you have a band. Where do you want to start? Well, I have more than that. So just Ooh. to jump off the just to jump Ooh. off the front. Since I last talked to you, Brian, and last talked to you, Benny. Um, Brian on Twitter and Benny on my podcast. Um, I moved to Chicago. I yeah. re- recorded my debut EP for my band, Colibri and the Hummingbirds, with the wonderful Michigan band uh, Fit the Bill. We love Fit the Bill. Um they oh, have yeah, record- been on. They, they helped me record my uh, debut EP. Um, I started a tape label um, off the whim by buying a tape deck. Um, so I have a new tape label called Sellout Tapes at Sellout Tapes on Twitter. And then I have my podcast, Never Ending Hum, which the first season is currently airing as I'm talking to you. And the second season, um, which is co hosted by my Sellout Tape partner, Ari, um, they also write for uh, Emo Trash. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh, website yeah yep. they they, they uh, write for emo trash um yeah that never ending hum is releasing currently and then i have the second season already being recorded and then i'm also a part-time writer for uh emo trash i've read one article so far and then i'm also on like their podcast the well the trash cord emo trash cord podcast i do a lot of things it's all been happening within like, the last month and a half oh That's yeah awesome. Stay busy. <laughs> So you mentioned seasons and I, I've noticed that some podcasts do that. And like, what is the, what is first to like break down your podcast? And if you could explain like how the seasons come into play, like, cause I'd like to know like what your podcast, like if there's a theme or like what you talk about in general and then like, what are like, how do you structure the seasons? Absolutely. Okay. So uh, the podcast itself came off of a whim. Um, so right before coronavirus, I just literally just started getting my toes like wet in the scene. Um, so like I literally just started booking shows for the first time. I had my first show on my birthday. Benny played. Um, it was wonderful. And then <laughs> I was just getting my band started. So it was just one of those things where it's like everything was going good. And then Corona happened. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't um, make friends the way I want to, which is playing shows and booking shows and 
being, you know, yeah. useful. So I'm gonna start a podcast. And that's how the never ending hum um can you guys hear me by the way? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm not cutting out or anything. Nope, you're good. No, you're good. Well, sorry, on my end, my voice connected, like showing a red bar. So I was like, okay. Uh, anyways, the never ending hum, the never ending hum started because I just wanted to talk to people and I wanted to make friends. So I That's exactly I, how this started. I figured out I was gonna do it seasons because no one else, no one really in um, uh, the DIY scene were doing seasons, and there, you know, I, I'm of the mind that everyone has a opinion that should be shared in the right context. Everyone has a voice that they should be able to use. I don't think there's like too many people talking to people podcasts, but I do think when you decide to get into a field that is very, very marked, that is very you know saturated, there's so many musicians talking to musicians that you yeah. kind of have to have something cool. And I figured seasons would be cool. But yeah. then the problem with that was I procrastinated way too long. Uh, Benny would know. I recorded mine and Benny's episode for Never Ending Hum about two months ago. Yeah, I think we. I think that we did it right after like everything started popping off with like the yeah. stay at home order and shit. It was like the last week in March, so I've been sitting on it for a little bit, and that's mainly just because um you know I have I have really bad depression and anxiety, and my depression and anxiety manifested in procrastination for a long, 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 long time. Um, yeah. But no, but now we're out oh, yeah. here. We're posting these seasons, and the way the seasons are going to work so far. Uh, the way that the seasons are going to work in reality is this first season is going to be 16 episodes long because that's how many I recorded in literally two weeks. I did 16 <laughs> interviews in two weeks. There was a point, there was one day where I did four, actually to be fair, I did 20, uh, 20 interviews. Four of them got corrupted on my, on my, uh, on my laptop. So hate that. <laughs> th- th- there was a point where I was doing four interviews in a day. And then I just procrastinated for two months. But so I have 16 episodes for this first season. And then we're going to take a month break. Um, I'm releasing them twice a week. So there's already three episodes out when I'm recording this. Uh, Jake from No Fun Club slash Good Luck Charm Records. Jake from Gray Matter. Mike from Summer Brews. And then this Friday is going to be Benny. And then there's going to be two a week. Every week since then. We're going to have a month break. I say it's a break, but there's going to be two mid-season uh, like in between season podcasts, one with my new co-host to introduce them to the podcast, and then one with the emo trash folks because they've been so nice and kind to me and Ari. Um, and so we're just gonna we're gonna do an interview with them in between the seasons, and then after that month break, we're going right into season two. It's gonna be eight episodes once a week, so we're cutting the the amount of episodes in half, cutting the output in half because. Twice a week is way too many podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, the reason why the reason why it was twice a week is because I just I procrastinated. If, if, yeah. I, if, if I was on top of it, it could have been eight episodes a season, take a month off and then do it. But I didn't. So now we have this first season that's going to be twice as long. And then the plan is to every three months start a new season. So two months on, one month off, and that will be able to balance the podcast with literally everything else I have in my life. Plus Ari has a full-time job and they're the one who's like the business brain behind yeah. all my stupid, crazy ideas. Yeah. So like one season per calendar season, basically it sounds like. Yeah. That works. Yeah. And I think and it, gives a, it, gives, it gives a cool little, little gimmick and I love me some gimmicks. See, yeah. I love <laughs> shit like that. And you also 
we're able to do something that is extremely, extremely hard, which is get Jack Parsons to do an interview with you. Because I've been oh. trying, I've been trying for weeks to get a hold of them. Okay. And they just that band. I swear to God, their members are the worst at texting. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. What is this episode going out? Do you know? Uh, probably we're kind of on a major backlog because we've been doing like three, four episodes a week sometimes, like this entire quarantine, but only That's- releasing like one. So it'll be like at least a month, I, I would imagine. That's totally cool because I don't I don't know like don't cut this out obviously but I don't know if I'm allowed right. to announce that Mover Shaker is going to be the second episode of season two. If Ari hears this, they might murder me in my sleep. But you will know if season two actually comes out. I'm still alive, so yes. We, I'll, just, yeah, I'll yeah. just have Brian put like one of those like reality TV show beeps over <laughs> every mention <laughs> of the name or band. But so yeah, there you go. Th- I think I think the coolest thing. Um, and I know, I know you guys probably have some questions for me, but the, the cool thing that I want to say is my favorite thing about doing this podcast. And if you, if the listeners listen to my actual podcast, I say this so much, they're probably sick of it. However, my favorite thing is uh, not with uh, Jack Parsons, that was Ari's doing, but for a really, really big guest, the very opening of season one. And I do want you to bleep this, please. I'm going to tell you guys, but this is, this is a big secret. We got Origami Angel. Nope. As see as episode oh, one, yeah. and literally all it did was I just DM them, and that was the most of these. I just DM random people like, "Hey, you don't know me, yeah. but can I do this? Po- can you do this podcast?" And they're like, "Sure." It's so cool. That's how it generally works. Like I had uh, before Benny came on, I had Corey from Prince Daddy on. It was just like a, a, a spur of the moment thing. Like I Corey had put out on Twitter like he was interested in doing some podcast. So like. Jake from No Fun Club tagged me in that, and then I shot Corey a DM, and then like literally 15 minutes later, we were on Discord recording. I'm like, this is dope, and yeah, like, the, uh, w- that's one of the better episodes that we've done, and it just happened so quickly. It was awesome. That's my favorite thing about DIY is whether well, it's very much um, some problems with DIY, especially like what is DIY. But to me, DIY is you know building a platform for each other to just grow and that's my favorite thing about it is a lot of people in this scene just want to fucking grow and, and that includes bringing you with them um i'm currently in a group chat that i literally just set up like this morning full of a bunch of different like diy labels and it's from from the very top to the very bottom and it's just people want to see everyone succeed not just themselves and i couldn't be more blessed to be a part of a scene and it's really weird saying that because i wasn't two months ago like i wasn't a part of any scene two months ago yeah and now yeah. i can't that's that's kind of like the ethos of our podcast too because like the whole idea of me getting like the reason i started in the first place was like i have a band you know and like i had started it and i was like all right i'm gonna need to make connections and you know the most obvious way to do that is to go to shows and meet people and i'm just like so bad at being at meeting people and like being bubbly and you know making connections in that way so but i'm very good i think at like conversing with people in this sort of like one-on-one sort of long form thing so i started the podcast for that reason and you know i haven't said no to bands because of their size you know i've not that like we're in a position to be doing that really but like Mm -hmm. just in general like i i don't believe in that like if this podcast grows the only thing that would like prohibit me from saying yes to a band is like scheduling. Yes, know? time. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think that's important. And I think that like, that's something that like, as podcasters, as like content creators, we're, we're kind of like creating a, you know, like a log of what's happening in the scene at a given time. And I think it's important yeah. for us to like promote those ideas yeah. of, think, of, of inclusion and, and like bringing people along for the ride with you. You know what I mean? I think my favorite thing um, about just talking to people because like I, I did the exact same thing, Brian. It was the exact same thing. I I'm terrible at talking to people at shows. Miserable at yeah. it. But so I met so many people in the Michigan scene that will never know me, or at least not at this point, because I never talked to them. Even though I know I know who uh, they are. I knew who they were on Twitter. I've I, you know, I've even told them like we've even like interacted on Twitter before. But it just it just not I couldn't bring myself to talk to them in person. But now that I'm doing um all this stuff. The one great thing about quarantine is the only good thing is now when shows regain, I have so many friends already embedded that yeah. I'm going to be able to just go go back out and talk to people because I already yeah. know them. If I see Benny or you yeah. for that matter now in a show, I'm going to go up and say, hey, remember that time we did this interview? And then that's going to spiral. Yeah, and that's for so many people through my, my record label, through my band, through um my, just the random podcast I've been on. It's, it's so cool how it welcoming is. people are. It's, yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's like the my by far my favorite thing of, about the podcast. Like it started off as like literally just as a means to like advance my musical interest, but mm-hmm. the best byproduct is exactly what you just described. And so I'm kind of curious. Like, do has has it been difficult? I mean, I guess with quarantine, like it, it kind of makes it easy to like prioritize one thing over the other. Like for me, it's been really easy to prioritize the podcast over the band because I can't really do anything with the band mm-hmm. other than just like, you know, write shit in my room. But do you, do you foresee it being a difficult thing to like, with to have all these things going to like prioritize music or do you like, do you feel like you have the time for all of them? Um, one of the, one of the things that I had to talk to, and I, I know I'm bringing them up a lot because, because you know, it's it's weird because even three weeks ago, the majority of things I, I would I would say three weeks ago the only thing I had going was my band. Um, I you know I was at a, I was in a shitty situation uh, after quarantine. I had to go back and stay with my family, and it was it just it was a bad situation. It was a yeah. it was really bad, and so I literally kind of had to escape it. Um, and so I just I, since then I've been kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And a lot of it wouldn't yeah. be possible without Ari, um, because they kind of, like I said, they, they, they've been the business brain behind my random ideas where I'm like, hey, I bought a tape deck. I'm going to start label without you. Would you like to be a part of this so that I don't just burn my entire, like, burn it all to the ground? And so I, yeah. so that, that was one of the conversations we've had was, what are you going to do when you have to go back to work? Right now, I am blessed to be able to, um, uh, be able to not have to worry for a while, for a minute there. I was worrying about work, but at this current moment, I am blessed um, to not have to worry about that yet. So it was one of those things yeah. where I think when everything goes back to normal and work becomes a thing, I have smartly designed everything where everything can fit into a, a thing. I have, I have, um, that made no sense. I have my EP recorded being mixed right now, so I can release that. And then not worry about um, music except for like a couple weekenders, you know, go do the show on the weekends. Don't have to really worry about that. Um, yeah. The podcast is, you know, I have three, I have three months 
to record eight interviews. That can be that can be partitioned out throughout the throughout the three months. So it's not really gonna be too much time consuming. I think the most time consuming thing is gonna be editing the podcast. And if as long as I keep on track of that, it should be fine. I think the most time consuming thing once once quarantine is over is gonna be the tape label. Um right right now we have three uh three releases getting ready to release. We're doing um we're doing a run for a really wonderful band called Two Headed Girl. I don't know if you know them. Um they're a New Jersey I do not. Oh no wait, are they New Jersey or the Connecticut? They're one of those two. I'm sorry for forgetting where you're from. <laughs> uh, but they're they're this they're this really cool uh band. They have a um they have two EPs out and we're doing a press of twenty five for their last EP. Um that's coming out that's gonna start on June first. So if this is after then Yeah, it'll be sorry. after that. But so yeah, so that that's 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 coming uh that's coming out on June first. And then we have one coming out two weeks after that because we're doing pre-orders and then releasing them and you know and we have three back to back. So it's that we have um a wonderful person on Twitter named uh Eric Swaggy Swoop. He has a band called uh uh Brian Cranston's Cranbox. Uh <laughs> wonderful person. <laughs> they have a video game inspired EP coming out that we're pressing for them because we're friends. And then my EP. And then after that, it's just picking what bands you want to help, um, picking when we want to do it. And I, I, I foresee the label being all, you know, every two weeks we have a new thing because I, I'm just, I'm just so hyped. I'm just so ready to be able to help. And that, the label um, transitioning is literally the same thing we were just talking about with the podcast. The reason why we're doing this label is because we have the ability to do so. And want to help bands that might not be able to help themselves. Like we 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 uh, we press the uh, the tapes at cost, and the only as of current, like obviously this might change when we get a little bit more well known, and we can do if we get more well known, we can charge you know you know do more bigger runs. But at the right. moment, the only money we take from the sales is what it costs to print. Everything else goes to the band, and that's that's what I want to do with it. And any money I might get. Honestly, probably just go back to the label, or we'll go to buying other other bands merch because I just want to yeah. see every, every band yeah. succeed that can. Because I know, because I I am that band, right? I am that band that didn't have that. I'm starting from the choir. I'm a preaching to the choir on that one, but you know, I'm starting same spot. I'm <laughs> starting from scratch, so I need somebody to be able to help me to lift up. So I want to do that for other people, so that when it's my turn, someone will be able to help me. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think it, it's at first I thought, you know, in my own position like that, it would be a fine line between like casting a wide net and spreading myself too thin. But now that I found that, like, there's really no limit to the amount of shit that you can do, provided you just parse out the time. Yeah. So just, you know what I mean? I feel like the, the, the biggest issue I ran into that I'm like learning how to figure out because I'm in two bands and I have the podcast, which is mm-hmm. not that much. But it was worrying about one thing while I was doing the other. You know what I mean? Like I would try to like do too much at one time or try to like, you know, over schedule myself. Like I would schedule bands on like for the podcast on days when I was supposed to hypothetically practice with one of my bands. And like, you know, and now I realize like I just need to like block off days like this day is for band A, this day is for band B, this day is for podcast and just like be uncompromising about that. Unless like, yeah, the, the you know, the most 
like a huge band comes in and they can only do like one day, then obviously, you know, exceptions will be made. But for the most part, just blocking off time like that and just being smart about it, like you can do as many things as you feel like your creative energy allows for, you know, which I think yeah. you're a good example of that, to be honest. I I, um, I really appreciate that because like like I said, two months ago I was just a random kid, uh just trying to, you know, I'm twenty-three. So it's really weird for me because when I because growing up I was always told like you have to figure out what you're doing, you have to figure out what we're doing right now, right now, right now. And I have no fucking clue what shit, I'm doing. You know? <laughs> I, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. I'm just like I said, three weeks ago, none of this was real. It was all just ideas. And now I have yeah. a tape run starting in a week. Um, and I have a podcast currently being aired, and I have an album coming out within two months. Life is fucking crazy. It's exciting. It's fucking <laughs> fun when you, once you start getting things like in the works, like it's fucking fun. Like I absolutely, I I can't wait till like my record is done because it's still in the recording process. But like, believe me, once once it's done, you'll be hearing from me as a band like trying to be on a podcast. You know what I mean? Like I'll be yeah. Like, hitting up all the podcasts being like hey when you can when you can you fit me in you know and <laughs> luckily i've built up plenty of equity in in a way of like helping people out through this podcast so it's kind of worked for me in that way but like the point is like i you know it's not that i do this for one reason or the other but it's that it, all this stuff that we do is it, there's so many things that are mutually beneficial well you know I, I mean I, I think yeah very, i think it's very important for people listening to understand that when people say you need to know people, that's true. However, you know, take it from someone who is anxious as shit and depressed as shit and, you know, re- really don't, doesn't know how to be socially open. Finding those yeah. people, especially in this scene, is easy as shit. Just be genuine. As long, as long as you're genuinely you and you genuinely care and you're not just trying to use people, people will line up to help you. Right. Yeah. Right. And like I said before, generally like scheduling is the only thing that it's get that gets in the way. Yeah. And, and take the the other thing the other thing I wanna tell anyone listening is learn how to take rejection. I can't take rejection worth shit. But learn learning that was the one thing that really helped me not have anxiety talking to random people is it's okay to be rejected. It's not it's not a for the most part, most rejections aren't a mark on your character. It's just there's other external there's other there's other circumstances it's not yeah, always right. hey you suck no one will talk to you no they probably have to do something else or they just don't think it's a good fit it's fine yeah i just i, I think had, i'm talking uh, myself more than the listeners but you know <laughs> no i think like that's one of the biggest things like when it comes to giving advice just in general that i found like i help myself by helping other people like i yeah like sometimes like the I'll be giving like my sister advice or something and I'm and in the back of my mind I'm just like, Holy shit, like what if I tried this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm a giant hypocrite. I should just do what I'm telling them to do and everything will be fine. But also sometimes <laughs> you don't even realize that it would help you until you hear it come out of your own mouth. And then you're like, Oh, the reason I know this is because this is exactly what I need to hear. And somehow like the gods are descending this message through me, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like a conduit for this message that I don't even know where the fuck is coming from, but I, I know it's going to help the person I'm talking to. And as I hear it, I'm just like, Oh, this is for me also. Like, this is almost as yeah. much for me as it is for this other person, which philosophical sidetrack, you know, <laughs> we love it. 
but so we'll switch gears to the the music a little bit like i'm curious what are some of the influences and like maybe like how would you describe the type of music that you play so i would describe the type of music that i play as a post-hardcore kid who got really into emo but only knows how to play a ukulele <laughs> so i take a lot of influences from you know obviously uh uh folk punk um what fucking band uh they do hold on one second i have to figure this out they do uh <laughs> your heart is a muscle the size of your fist one second i gotta know what band this is yeah you're good you can all take a uh, breather this pod is firing on all cylinders it's just going straight off the fucking gate it's fun ramshackle <laughs> ramshackle glory um and obviously like against me uh they're I'm pretty sure they're a giant piece of shit, but uh, Frank Turner. Uh, Frank Turner is a giant piece of shit that is not against me. Against me is great. Oh, okay. Um, but against me is the band I'm thinking, right? Lord Jane Grace's band is against me. Not sure. I know. I mean, I know against yeah. me, but I'm not sure who the name. Okay, Benny knows. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <cool. laughs> uh, yeah. No, Frank Turner is a garbage human for the most part, but uh, their their music really influences me a lot. But. Uh, it is my favorite band of the all time. It's a Canadian post hardcore band called Alexis on Fire. Fuck yeah, dude! I love Alexis on Fire. Uh, fucking, yes. I wish I had the voice that Dallas Green does of City and Color and Alexis yeah. on Fire. Dallas Absolutely, Green. Dallas Green so is good, dude. so beautiful. And then even like that's the band too. Is just the way they write their music is just so fucking effortless that they can go on hiatus for six years, come back and release three of their best songs. In my opinion, my personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think their new stuff is probably some of their best stuff, and so that 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 is a lot of you know stuff like that. Two more a lot of dispute. Uh, Thursday, I always get yeah, the, day, the day of the week mixed up. There. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, <laughs> Thursday like, is so good. Pianos become the teeth. It's another DIY uh, post hardcore band that is really good. Stuff like that is what I kind of like. So when I grew up, I was I grew up my grandparents and my uncles and so like, and my aunts so like they all had like their own different like my grandparents were listening to like the Beatles and Elvis, my uncle was listening to like fucking Marilyn Manson and shit like typo negative and then my other my my aunt was listening to like Justin Timberlake and and Sync and bullshit like that. So it's kind of thing where like I didn't know where my musical taste was gonna land. At one point, I was like the biggest Creed defender that you knew when I was like twelve. <laughs> But then I uh, was, that. <laughs> I was playing uh, I was playing MLB The Show 07 and Alexis on <laughs> Fires uh, This Could Be Anywhere in the World was on there and from that day forward with a small little like turn into 21 Pilots when they were actually good uh, I was like really post hardcore <laughs> but when I moved to Lansing four years ago 2016 I moved to Lansing for a girl we broke up within a month, and then I then found my current girlfriend and future wife in Lansing. So that, that's cool. But sweet, uh, I, I got really like the DIY scene at like Max Bar and shit. Uh, yeah. So I, I used to I would go to Max Bar and just listen to like any random fucking band I could you know see, and so I got really into that scene, like um, she her hers and Gray Matter and Car Crash Rhetoric and eventually Boyfrienders and eventually Fit the Bill and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I can I can literally go off Man and Moon. I can literally sit here and just name you ran- conspicuous by name a lot of invite the neighbors. 
and alumni, actually. Yeah, well, because, because <laughs> it's a Michigan scene, right? Like, um, a, yeah. a lot of your early uh, episodes from going back through them, because um, I am a big Invite the Neighbor fan, uh, but, like, uh, it's a lot of the Michigan scene, and the Michigan scene is fucking awesome. Anti-ghost. Mm-hmm. Hexing. You rest yeah. enjoy life. A lot, so, I, I took my post-hardcore love and then a little bit the toilet pilot sprinkled in and then all these bands around me that were like oh shit people are not famous can make good music too but then the problem is the problem is i don't know how to play any instruments well and the only instrument i own is a ukulele and so i figured how can i take that and then use my ukulele as the conduit at least for right now to get the thoughts outside of my head um, and so I did that, and it kind of made this blend of like folk punk and emo, and then that that was really it at the point. And then when I went to record with Fit the Bill, the more post hardcore stuff kind of came out. And I think there's like a, we we recorded we recorded six originals, two covers in five hours, I think. Um, tracking oh, wow. oh, shit. And then tracking vocals, and then I think uh, Cody from Fit the Bill might do some guitar work, but that isn't done yet. Um, but and then like three of those songs have screaming on it, which was not the plan going in, but it just kind of happened while we were yeah. tracking vocals. And so <laughs> yeah, those are my main influences. I don't. I think I rambled at the end. I don't know if that made complete sense, but no, nah, you're good. <laughs> so I'm cu- Yeah, I'm curious to hear how this like ukulele comes into play because I heard. Post hardcore started with post hardcore, ended up at ukulele. I was like, all right, well, we just basically covered all possible like well, avenues. So, <laughs> so, so the cool thing is, um, we did when we were tracking my, we were tracking the uke, um, we did just the clean uke sounds into a di, um, like no no okay. panels, no effects. But then for I think two of the songs, we uh, added a we added um, a fuzz. We added an echo and we added a reverb on uh, on their just random uh, pedal board they had lying around, and we plugged my uke into that, and we did a second take uh, for two songs of uh, a dirty uke uh, take. And okay. So it's it, it's there, there's a couple songs that get a a little just a little bit just a just a touch of you know that grit and distortion on it, but most of, okay. most of the uke tracks were clean, so dope Sh- should be fun. Yeah, that's fucking. That's exciting. So you got. <laughs> trying to think, like, there's so much going on. I don't even know, like, what to ask. Nice. My, my my favorite my favorite thing about it is um my favorite thing about DIY in general is um if you actually like if you forget that some people use DIY as another word for emo, the actual DIY scene, um in all of its forms from the Midwest from Michigan specific to you know, uh, Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania have a. Uh, or Pittsburgh and Philadelphia have two really good scenes all yeah. around, right? Chicago has a really good scene that I'm able to experience right now. Um, there's so many different fucking bands from like Boyfrienders, which is some weird ass synth pop, which is great. I love it. <laughs> the fucking Anti Ghost, <laughs> which is metal, and the, they're in the same scene. To fucking over here in Chicago, you have uh, wi- uh, Witches of War Boys, which is like a weird, like, Folktronica pop outfit, and then you have the many faces of Ferret Bueller, which include Youngheim and Light Blue Lions, and they're they're all amazing bands. All the way to over to like fucking Carly Cosgrove, 
uh, which is a re- really good uh, emo like emo pop punk band that's coming out of the DIY scene. It, there's so many really cool like anything can fit in, and that's what I love about it because yeah, I don't fucking know what my my songs are gonna be. They probably will be garbage for all I know. But the point <laughs> is, like, it can be literally anything, and I love that. You gotta start somewhere too. Exactly. Yeah. Like part of oh, like, no, I I know that is failure. <laughs> I I started so before I became a folk punk superstar, uh, TM. I was a emo rapper. Um, no. <laughs> so if, if you go on SoundCloud and look up uh, "Sad Pulibri," uh, I which we will. <laughs> I I, w- I was a emo rapper, and then I got sick and tired of doing that. So I was like, okay, I need a band name, and I thought, okay, folk punk is name and noun. Colibri and the hummingbirds. Colibri is, is Spanish and French for hummingbird. So my is literally called hummingbird and the hummingbirds. That's hell yeah. I, that's, that makes me happy to know that. That's good. <laughs> I like knowing that. <laughs> so do you like having spent like um, a decent amount of time, you said about like four years in the Lansing area and now being in Chicago, have you noticed like whether it be it logistically with Chicago being a better city or, or just like, the way things run or like the size scope like how do you how would you compare the chicago scene to like the, the what you witnessed in michigan oh you know so i think it's a weird time to ask that question because you know when i've been here for the last three weeks ah, it's, it's important but i do have an answer for you i do have an answer for you um true. i think it's it's hard to say because so i think the chicago scene is somehow bare it's like there's there's a there's a lot of bands in the Chicago scene, but it feels kind of more spread apart, which is weird because Michigan in its entirety is a bigger area. But I think there's like a similar amount of bands in the entirety of the Michigan scene that are like making noise in in Chicago, but they're just all kind of just like in their own like threads and pockets. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Because like. It, it, it there there is no real like I'm sure there is but there isn't really like a Detroit scene a Lansing scene a Grand Rapids scene they all right, kind of just really get lumped not. into Michigan right yeah like, yeah but in Chicago it is the Illinois it's the Chicago scene and if you go like up if you go if you go to like the the north part of Chicago they have their bands and the south side and the east side and west side and there's rappers just thrown in the mix because it's fucking Chicago and it's just like what the fuck? I don't. You, 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 right. Everyone in your head is just like it's like everyone has their own little scene within a big scene, and it's really weird for me as someone who, like, living in Lansing, you would book and take the two car ride just to go see a band because they're probably back in You cut out the last little bit there. I don't know if we cut out for many too. Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I said, uh, I said, um, it was really weird that everything's so spread out when it's all packed together because, like, in Lansing, just to see a band that you like because they're probably not coming to Lansing anytime soon, and that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's uh, a normal track. The, the other way too, going to Grand Rapids because that because they're probably not coming to Lansing, and it's, it's just a it's a constant like going all throughout the state of Michigan to see the bands you like. Yeah. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And it's like it's so easy because there's so many shows going on in Michigan too that like sometimes even as a smaller band you'll have to 
say no <laughs> to shows. Like that was one of the things <laughs> that kind of surprised me. Like my like band in a daydream, like before this quarantine and stuff, like we'd have some, not a ton. We're not like turning shows down left and right. Don't get the wrong idea. But like there were times when it's like, well, you know, even though not many people even know my band, like we literally just played the same market, like this mini Mar- Michigan, you know, sub market. Yeah. Like, twice in the last month. Like I, I I just don't think that we need to play there again, you know, where you can, was, you can literally be in Chicago probably and like do the amount uh, the number of people play the same market, like five times in a month and probably see different audiences every single time for potential. I'm imagining. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, like, um, this is my, my one experience as booking. I booked my birthday show cause I was planning on doing a whole bunch of bookings out of this really cool uh, venue called the fledge. It's uh, like an arts place in Lansing. It's like an old church that they turned into. Uh, cool. That place uh, was beautiful. It was so good. Uh, but I, I was going to have Parkway in Columbia uh, play. Oh, and they yeah, were, they're all set to play. However, they had a show at Max Bar the week before. And like they just couldn't logistically because it would have cut into their, you know, their fans. And that's totally cool. Like That's 100% like, legit. Like I get that. But it's, just, it's so weird to have that and then talk to... Um, you know, as I'm getting into getting close to people, talk to people like um, in the in the Lansing, not the Lansing, the Chicago and Indiana scene, where it's like you'll have locals playing three shows a a week at like the same stretch of like this, this on the same avenue. It's just in yeah. different houses. Or I was talking to um, I was talking to the Luigi Mansions uh, folk out in uh, I think they're in Philadelphia. Um, they're doing or they have been doing the Luigi's TVs on during the quarantine but th- there's like seven house venues on their like street wow and it's just like what the fuck i wish i lived in that universe but <laughs> they said th- th- they were saying it's so hard to break out there because you can be playing the same thing the same seven venues and like there's just so many fucking bands yeah there's enough, yeah. There's enough bands to need seven venues and that's, that's my, uh, so cool. And uh, homies in past life, they were like the first episode I ever did, and they're from they're from Philly, and that's they're basically echoing what they told me it was like it's awesome in one way, in some way, because it's easy to get shows. There's like a ton of shows to be played, but yeah, hard because there's such an oversaturation of bands there. Where like I think Michigan is almost the perfect storm. Like it's we're oh, so absolutely. Like there's there's like just enough shows to go around. Like you can get on a show. Like if you just like message me, honestly, or if like you message like Pat Ray or somebody, you'll get you a show if you're serious. Yes. But there's not so many bands that like you, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like I don't need to yeah. finish this sentence. I like it's not take like the rest of it. Like it's not oversaturated. Like everyone kind of has like a chance to be in like the limelight for a second. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a meritocracy in that way, too. Like, the ones who are, like, the bands who are really just clicking and really musically just, like, just popping off, those are gonna... They're, there's a good chance of them getting some attention just because, like... Yeah. The, the Michigan scene is also very, very supportive in that way and very, yeah. very much a meritocracy. Yeah. And it's... I, but Yeah, because it's, like, like, for example, the first and only, like, current iteration full band boyfrienders yeah. show we played like our literal first full band show in like five years it was on a bill with mover shaker and dog leg like, yeah the scene is like so supportive of other people it's like it's honestly kind of really sick 
<laughs> I, I, I think yeah. it's really cool like talking to um, and this goes for other out, like outside of Michigan as well. But like I, talking to Pat Ray for an episode of podcast, which was like a month ago, I recorded that. We came up with some really cool idea to like do like wrestling, uh, like how wrestling shows have like um, promo feuds and stuff, like promo battles. <laughs> yeah. uh, my my idea was to take it was like do a whole show series about that of battle sets, and you'd have like oh, the, band, be sick. the bands record uh record like you know promos cut promos against each other and then you record like you can even put up on YouTube record the sets and have like the the, the crowd vote who won and then do that for like <laughs> an entire series of shows have like a belt and we talked about that and then literally like when I did the interview with Jack uh from Mover Shaker uh fucking Pat Ray hopped in at like the last minute while we're still recording <laughs> drunk as shit and it was so hilarious and they were like naturally and they're like Dakota, we're still gonna do that thing. It's like you fucking remember that? That was a month, <laughs> month and a half ago. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think that's so cool. I think that's just so cool that I'm not even part of the Michigan scene anymore. Um, well, as of right now, I might come back. I don't. I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pressure Jake Reese into having the uh, Good Luck Charm Records showcase just be that format. Do it. It'll be <laughs> so good. But like, I, I don't. You know, I'm not even part of that scene at the current moment, and he's. Still remember that fucking crazy ass idea I had a month ago, and it's just so cool. It's just so cool to me. I'm surprised because Pat drinks so much liquor and beer that I'm surprised <laughs> he even remembered your name. I wonder if that's <laughs> who I am anymore, dude. My best, <laughs> no, I'm just my best friend. Pat so much. <laughs> my best friend Alex Dean is uh, Pat Ray's roommate, so I've seen drunk Pat numerous times, and also hi Pat, and it's always a treat. Oh yeah, yeah he. Anytime I play a show over at his house, too, like it's nothing but bits. Like the first time, if you listen to the uh, podcast episode, me and Pat, that was us formally meeting, and it was just an hour and a half of bits, just straight back and forth. Now, <laughs> I, I use this fucking example. I, I use the example every fucking time I talk to literally anybody, and people should just punch me in the face every time I try to use the example. Now, that was me with Mike from Summer Brews. Um, my, episode, uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my episode from Mike with Summer Brews was four hours of recording. Um, I lost an hour and a half of it because of technical difficulties. But the actual episode itself was almost two hours. And the majority of it was just me and Mike talking. <laughs> yeah. That's... It's, it's, it's awesome. Like, it's, like, there's so many episodes where it's like, Benny was one of them, you know, where like, I, this is my first time meeting them. And by the end of it, it's like, we can just hang out sometime. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's so much um, overlap and interest and just like, I, that's what I love about this, the podcast so much. And like, it's working exactly the way I hoped it would. Like, it's the total opposite of like a radio interview with a host that, you know, you don't give a, doesn't give a shit about the person they're interviewing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think the fact that we all like each other, we like the same types of things and we get along even when we're strangers meeting for the first time. I think that that shines through the fact that, you know, there is that similarity. There's that genuine camaraderie that can sprout even from like perfect strangers, which is one of my favorite things about this whole thing, you know. Absolutely. Which is dope. But and um, now and now that the stay at home order or at least people can gather in groups of 10 again we can finally actually hang out <laughs> yeah i know 
we like I haven't seen each other. I don't think at all since that episode. But like now, finally, <laughs> the red seas of COVID are parting. For now, <laughs> For now yeah. <laughs> what I mean, I was gonna ask, what's it like in Chicago right now? But by the time this episode even comes out, it's all gonna be different, you know. So I yeah, guess it's gonna be. Yeah. Have hesitated. I, I will get into too much. I will say. I will say this. Um, talking to Ari, who's lived in Chicago for a long time, I actually lived in the neighborhood I'm currently living in. They don't live in, in this neighborhood anymore. They live in like a couple blocks to like the north of me. But uh, there is a lit like not crime, I'll say like crime. But according to them, it was like a really cool neighborhood, and it's you know people are down their locks, but it's you know everyone's you know no one's. Re- but then according to Jack uh, Parsons episode, and literally someone was being. Like, had a cup chase behind my apartment, like my, my Airbnb I'm staying in, <laughs> like down the alley. And they're just like, that never happens in that area. <laughs> COVID, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Clearing. I yeah, mean, for real, we all blame real, Jack Parsons. <laughs> yeah, it's official. You heard it here, folks. Here first, folks. It was actually <laughs> Jack racing down on the alleyway while on like, are you with me? It's fine. Yeah, the bad the bad mouthing will not stop until it takes less than six texts for me to get one text back from them. <laughs> See, like this is working out perfectly because a long time ago I started saying that I want invite the neighbors to become just like the TMZ of the DIY. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just I just want it to be just straight smack talk. Breaking TMZ: Gabriel Miller from Uber Shaker has still not paid Benny back for their uncut John's movie ticket. <laughs> and you heard your first, folks. Um, maybe not. <laughs> if if you know, you saw Uncut Gems in theaters. I just saw that movie like weeks ago. Dude, I saw it three times in theaters. That was my favorite. Was movie. Say, that was my favorite movie way. of 2019. It was besides the Lighthouse. Good, dude. You can see the Lighthouse. I, I own it. I'll let you borrow it. What is what is it? Now we're just getting into random shit. I like it, but like, what is that movie? Um, early nineteen hundreds horror sea shanty starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson, and that's it. Ooh, Robert Pattinson huh. has become a meme lately. <laughs> it's like I, I keep seeing people post like just quotes from him that just insinuate that he's a a lunatic which makes me really happy because i love crazy people dude i am all about the robert pattinson renaissance right now give me the batman i'm ready for it dude yeah like is that actually gonna happen like is that confirmed he's batman yeah see my 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 thought so when when i was a younger uh, and like completely like in the closet in every single way possibly i I thought i had to be more masculine um i'm non-binary for the people who don't actually you fucking know me, but uh, the, my point is, like, I was like, I was gonna be. I'm so masculine, and so thing. So I had this phase where I hated Twilight, um, but I was so into Harry Potter. And then when I found out Robert Pattinson played Edward Diggory, I hated the fourth. I refused to watch the fourth movie. I went straight from the third <laughs> movie to the fifth movie and read the fourth book again. Like, I like, I had all the DVDs, so I skipped the fourth movie and just read the book. I took an extra week in my movie watching just to spite Robert Pattinson. <laughs> that's hilarious but now that's i'm an older cool. completely out dakota and the fourth movie is probably one of the best movies have you sent him um an apology 
Uh, this is my <laughs> formal apology to Sir Robert Pattinson, Esquire. Uh, I apologize. You heard it first here on Invite the Neighbors podcast. We need to make a drop. That's you heard it here first, and we just like hit a button and, and just. Boom. Uh, that's another one of my dreams is to have a drop board podcast. Just uh, well, if if you're if you're gonna be like the DIY, like DIY, who's gonna have the Kanye West rant and, and me? <laughs> oh yeah, I think that if anyone, it might have been uh. I think our last guest, well, a couple of guests ago, uh, my buddy CJ, who's a rapper, goes by SZA, CZA, and mm. dude, homie can rap and homie can rant. Okay. Like, oh, absolutely. Like he's like straight up got the bipolar rapper thing going for him and in, in full swing, and you you'd have to. I mean, I'm down to have a like rant battle. <laughs> that would Yo, be fun. <laughs> I have so many topics I can rant about. I got, well, let's see, I got a, um, NASCAR is not just a sport, and I have actual points and proven for that. Uh, it's performance art. The, the, it is. Well, hold, on, <laughs> hold, on, hold on. NASCAR, right? NASCAR. Yes, there's nothing about NASCAR. All the Hicks and Rednecks say in the end, listen, we don't talk about that. What we do talk about with NASCAR, right, is, do you know how fucking <laughs> intense it is to be going around a circle by over a and if you do the smallest thing wrong, you could be like dead. If you get the smallest like nick on your car from a pebble flying up, that's your race yeah. is over. And if your if your crew puts in like this point one percent too much air pressure, you're ten you're ten laps back behind. It's so yeah. precise. And if you don't have enough money to be able to like have the car, you're not you shouldn't even be in the race. It's completely yeah. like, oh, gone. Come on, come on, man! I like seeing them cars going in that circle, man. Come on. <laughs> my grandpa was a, uh, a a stock car driver back. A uh, stock car. He did like um, he raced stock car. Was his name Jerry? And was he no. a race car driver? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. He might have been on the crew, but like he currently like he's in his like mid seventies, and he has a big ass trailer that he drives to like five, six NASCAR races a year. Like he okay. lives in southern Michigan, but he'll drive to like Virginia, um, Chicago land, like all the Michigan races. Like he, he, like Iowa, I think is the furthest he'll go. But like the NASCAR fan is a dedicated fan. And so no one can absolutely. take that away. So, so my, my, one of the things that I've been doing, and <laughs> okay, I promise I'm not a redneck. I promise I'm the most popular Me and I think me and Ben. Yeah, I like talk about Palestine. For so like, I'm not a redneck. <laughs> I promise. I promise I'm not a redneck. However, the thing that I've lately been having like so to help me sleep, I will like throw on like old NASCAR races from like 2007 and just watch like a full NASCAR season from like 2007 because like it's just it's just so interesting to me. I don't know why. Okay. It's honestly like I've been to a couple NASCAR races. Like I've actually camped out on the infield at MIS. Oh, that's for so cool! NASCAR race. Yeah, actually, except cool. for the fact that it, it, it was cool until like you realize the first day when you wake up, it's to the sound of cars doing test runs at like seven thirty in the morning. I'm like, okay, that, that that is true. That is a true point. Here's the thing: my opinion of car racing, like on a racetrack, 
will always be tainted due to the fact that when I was in marching band in high school, we got an invitation to march in the Indianapolis 500 parade. Ooh, and it was yeah. marching around the track. Now, keep this in mind. Wool uniforms, 90 degree weather, blacktop racetrack, mm. two and a half miles. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah, but you served your country that day. I did you serve know? my country that day. <laughs> and did I eat four corn dogs that day? Yes, I did. I'm not ashamed of it. There's honor in that. That's, yeah. I mean, in the same way that there's honor in like an honor for killing, but like, you know, there's still honor. But yeah, and next year you'll be able to catch boyfrienders at Faster Horses 2021 since it just got canceled today dude, for this year. That's the dream. Oh, that was like your big reveal. Like you were gonna play 2020, but now it's gonna have to wait till 2021. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we were all booked up, but now I think we can fit it in our schedule. So so another man. I just want to by all means. Oh, you're cutting out. You might want to restart. It's still kind of cutting. Okay. Can you hear me now? now yeah, yeah. Now, now you're there. Oh, yeah. We're to go to a unit clock. I'm tired of this fucking zone bullshit. Listen, <laughs> it's a perfect thing. It's a perfect thing, right? <laughs> so, it's the same time everywhere. However, it's just some people wake up at 8 p.m. And that's okay. Their job starts at 10 p.m. and it goes to where the sun sets. That's fine. Some people, are just, it's all in the same time. It's just whenever the sun you know, sets and goes up. So this time, <laughs> we're just all in a different time. That's, I'm tired of this bullshit. Oh, it's, it's fucking 7.30 for you guys, but it's 6.30 for me. It's only in California. It's 8 in the morning. I'm tired of it. No more. No more of that bullshit. One time. <laughs> Dakota, I really love the fact that, like, during that rant, the audio was, like, cutting out. Not enough for it to mess up your rant, but, like, in little bits of pieces. Like, it felt like yeah. I was falling into the, like, ethereal plane for a second. <laughs> Is to make uh, ukulele scram, uh, make people fall into the urethra plane, and Watch wrestling. That's all I want in my life. <laughs> I'm dude, Honestly, I was such same. a wrestling fan back in the day. Yo, I, I am such a wrestling fan right now. It's it's such a point that when, whenever I'm on a podcast, be it the trash horde with uh, I'm only allowed one. <laughs> <laughs> that could probably be for the best. Ooh, it's gotten out pretty bad again. Yeah, I heard the last part. <laughs> can, can you hear me out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if your internet is messing up something, but. Real quick. Okay. I'm going to hop out. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We are firing. I do probably have to bounce. Uh. Yeah. In a, in a few, though. Dude, have you ever seen the movie uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping? No. Ah, uh, because when he mentioned uh, when he mentioned TMZ, it reminds me that there's a bit in that movie where they like 
do a satirical take on TMZ, and it's like Will Arnett and Eric Andre and all of them, and it's just fucking hilarious. That's a good ass movie. Hit me with all the movie reacts today. It's basically the Lonely Island movie, so it's like <laughs> hilarious. Dope. You back there, Dakota? Hello. Back. Says they're back. Do do do. We need to like make like a technical difficulty song too. Let's mark that down in the mental notes. Of things. No. I think the technical difficulty sound should just be like, instead of like the Jeopardy noise, it should be just like a real loud blaring, like, (laughs) can you you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. Yeah, you're gone. Unless. Unless now I'm cutting out. Nah, you sound fine. Okay. Oh, yeah, loud blaring noise, though. I think that'll be great, listeners. I think uh, everyone who's <laughs> listening to this currently, um, all five of you who made it to this point, um, <laughs> are, are just like cheering at their speakers saying, Yes, we want blaring noise. We want more. <laughs> As if Brian's voice was not enough cacophony one episode. We want more blaring noise. <laughs> uh, I'm stoked I'm going to North this weekend. Getting the fuck oh, out of Dodge. Easy. Yeah. My mom's got a cabin. I'm trying to decide if I want to like, go all bony there and uh, record shit up there. Yeah. But, but probably not. My girlfriend's coming with me. I don't want to write a whole album during your trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be about petty arguments that my girlfriend and I have in- about nothing. I wonder if that would happen. <laughs> Like regard- it probably would happen regardless. I probably can't even attribute that. <laughs> hey Dakota, I was just talking to Benny. Like I kind of got a bounce here anyway, so like it might be a good time with all like the the technical shit that's that's going down. But yeah, like, uh, if you could try, like you, if you want, just like plug where people can find your stuff real quick. Cool, wonderful. Um, well, uh, I'm I'm from a uh, I'm Dakota. We're going to run potion at that colibri at sell tapes at bird. Cool. And I'll, uh, I'll put that like, I'll put it in the episode description too. Cool. Yeah. So like to make sure that people get it. Did you hear any of that by the way? I heard yeah. like part of it and cool. yeah, I think most of it's in there, but I'll, like I said, I'll put it in the episode description just in case. And if you want to, uh, if it keeps cutting out, if you want to send me earplugs, I can uh, record them and we can just tack it on to the end of the episode. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Alrighty. Well, I don't know if you can hear me, but thanks for coming on. It was a good episode. It was, you know, fired. That was, that was a hot one. I hope you hear this, Dakota. You are always the best, and you are always a pleasure to talk to. Hell yeah. All right, well, I'm going to uh, end this recording here real quick.